Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Friday Fast 15 podcast, where we have conversations with subject matter experts about big topics in under 15 minutes. Today, I have with me Thomas Hunt, Practice Director of Customer Service Management here at Crossfuse. Hi, Thomas. Welcome to the show. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're talking about customer service and customer service management in education today. Um, so I'm going to start us off with just a background question. Customer service management has evolved quite a bit. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what people mean when they say customer service in terms of technology. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's a pretty big question. Um, I think it, it really narrows down to two things. Um, the, the first thing would be, uh, you know, how do we become more proactive uh, opposed to reactive? Meaning, sure. you know, let's not wait on our customers to actually reach out to us. Let's just tell them they have a problem and fix it uh, before that, right? Um, sure. And then the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the second piece would be just improving the customer experience in general. So when you look at, um, you know, a customer and their, their interaction with any sort of you know service organization in which they consume a product or a service, um, generally, you know, there's an experience that an, that occurs. Um, and today, right, it, it may be limited to just kind of transactional interactions. Hey, I have a problem. Okay, how can I help you? Okay, I fixed it. Great. Now let's go on our ways. But, but more so than not, this is a journey, right? It could be from, uh, you know, recruiting them to use that product or service and, and their interaction after they actually purchase that product or service. Um, and then ultimately, you know, supporting them uh, as they consume that product or service. So, you know, I, th I think that's kind of the two big factors when I think about technology and CSM. Um, you know, that's that's how technology, you know, helps them. And if you think about the the customer experience in general, right, there was a report by, by New Voice Media, um, and there's almost $75 billion, billion dollars lost by U.S. businesses each year due to poor customer experiences, right? How many times have you had an interaction with a, a product or service that you consume and you're like, yep, I'm not... I'm not using them anymore. I'm going to go get something else, right? That's dollars and revenues lost by the organizations. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's that's key. That's a key thing. That's where um, our platform ServiceNow comes in. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how ServiceNow is helping organizations create these seamless customer experiences? Yeah, it, you know, the, the first thing, and, and obviously this has been said for years, is it connects siloed systems, right? You look at any organization, you know, it, that involves a, a front, middle, or back office. And what I mean by that is you may have someone in customer support, which is customer-facing. You may have product SMEs that aren't customer-facing, but they're required in order to, to help resolve that particular issue. And then you have your administrative functions, right? Like finance, payroll, et cetera. Okay. ServiceNow you know, it isn't a replacement in, of, of any of those applications, right? SAP or Oracle or Salesforce or, you know, any of those those large systems that, that we hear of today. What it what it really is, it's the glue that holds them together, right? So it connects all the silent systems. And then they, they add a personalized mobile self-service experience, right? So a, a lot of times in customer support organizations, Right, you want to. You hear the term thrown around. Meet the customer where they want to be met. ServiceNow really does do that. You want to email us, email us. You want to call us, call us. You want to go to our website, do that too. Right, uh, we'll meet you wherever you want to talk to us. And and you know, from a seamless standpoint, right, it, it doesn't really get more seamless than me sitting on my couch watching 
Game of Thrones and, you know, s- submitting an issue to sure. a financial institution. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 pretty seamless, right? And when you mm-hmm. can have those interactions without any sort of, um, you know, uh, movement in your, your day-to-day life at all. Right. You can do, you can multitask without really even thinking about it. That's right. Um, and you've got a variety of customers who maybe interact a variety of ways. And that's what ServiceNow allows companies to do is react, uh, interact with those customers in that variety of ways, whatever they want to do. So it's pretty amazing. Um, and of course, we're talking about customer service and education. And again, educational institutions have a variety of customers. Um, yeah. So what particular pain points are these colleges, universities, and large school districts facing today? Yeah, I think really a, a shift towards digital engagement, right, um, is, is probably the biggest. If you think about, you know, institutions, higher education, education in general, um, you think of, you know, my mind immediately goes to a chalkboard, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's how that's how yeah. far away or removed from digital engagements that, that education might be. Um, so I think shifting... Uh, shifting towards more digital environments like ServiceNow or, uh, you know, if you just think about the the, the pandemic, right, and, and all these students that, um, you know, had to had to take classes from their, their house, right, and when everyone was in lockdown, um, it doesn't really get more digital than that, right? So universities had to take on this very large uh, task of saying, okay, how are we going to provide, you know, all these different services as a university, right, or as, a, as an institution, to our students, and and to to follow up on that, right? Another pain point would be the the variety of customers that they serve. It's not just students, right? It's right. parents, it's faculty, it's alumni in in many cases, right? So, um, giving giving those customers, and we'll just kind of put all those different uh, customers in a in a bucket. You know, it's it that's a pretty big pain point, right? How do we shift from pen and paper from someone? walking into our administration office and and providing that self-service or providing a service in a digital way that's going to make us more efficient. Yeah, and that's really key because today's students are going to be inventing the next technology and yeah. they're they're tech native. Um so they expect it. It's not like it's new to them. Yeah, um, that's a really good point because if if you think about uh kind of consumerizing the education experience, right? You think about all the engagements that a student has outside of the university, right? Why shouldn't it be the same inside the university that it is with, you know, Amazon and online shopping and Twitter, right? Right. Um, You can can provide those same sort of experiences with ServiceNow. Yeah, because they absolutely expect it. Um, So let's talk about probably the one thing that is top of mind for everyone in higher education right now, and that is Returning to campus post-COVID, how can technology platforms like ServiceNow really help facilitate this return to campus? Yeah, that, that's a really good question, um, especially since the the you know it seems like we're we're on our way out of COVID, right? So universities are are saying, okay, well we we tackled the big problem of you know teaching students from home and and providing services uh, from home, but how do we get you know, on these large campuses, right? How do we get 40,000 students back into campus and make sure that everyone is safe, right? Uh, ServiceNow, you know, they came out with a a number of COVID-related applications, 
Um, the first one of those is is a health screening app, right? And they, they have one of those and it really prepares your students, faculty and staff to return back to campus. And then once they're actually on campus, right, they have additional applications, right? So uh, they have a workplace safety application that's going to allow you to, you know, make sure your buildings and sites have been cleaned, right? When was the last time that this particular, uh, you know, site was disinfected or this building on campus was disinfected? And then to take it even a step further, um, you know, the inevitable will be that, you know, someone might have COVID, right? But how do you, number one, isolate that person and then identify affected people and, and mitigate additional exposure risk. Um, sure. And ServiceNow has an app for that, right? Which is right. their contract tracing app. And, and you can integrate those applications into your entire customer service workflow, um, especially within, within an institution. You know, so if you think about, you know, maybe a, a parent now coming back from, uh, you know, or, or at least moving out of COVID, but, you know, traveling from one state to another to go visit their, their uh, son or daughter on a campus, Right. Um, how are you going to track that 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 parent is on campus and, and where they've been? Because two weeks later they say, oops, I had COVID. Right. You can sure. track that with with COVID or with ServiceNow now. That's absolutely amazing to think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and we've actually at Crossview has already worked with a couple of institutions uh, implementing ServiceNow. Do you want to tell a little bit about those customer stories? Yeah, uh, I, I'd say, you know, <clears throat> one of my favorites is is Gallaudet University. If you're not familiar with, with Gallaudet University, they are the oldest university for the deaf and hard hearing in the U.S. So, you know, they were established in the, the late 19th century, um, and they have really adopted ServiceNow in, in not just a you know, a, a process efficient way, but at, from an accessibility standpoint, right, to their students and their faculty, um, which which primarily are deaf. So if you look at Gallaudet and what they've done with customer service, they've, they've actually utilized it in, in two ways, right? And, and the first is they've created this portal experience that is simply fantastic, right? It's, and to kind of break it down, what they've done is, um, depending upon who you are, right, maybe you're a student, Maybe you're you're part of the faculty. Maybe you're a parent. Maybe you're alumni. Depending upon how you actually log into our portal or when you log into our portal, we're going to you know automatically um, pre present the services to you that you require. Right. So, for example, uh, a student may need a password reset, but you know a parent would never need a password reset. So we should never expose that sort of request to to that parent. A parent is only going to be concerned about you know billing and payments or um, you know, what is your, your post-COVID implementation plan? How do I know my child is going to be safe there? Um, so they're only presenting those knowledge articles, those, those catalog items and requests, uh, depending upon who you actually are when you hit their ServiceNow portal. So sure. um, that, that's pretty fantastic. And, and they're exposing it um, to everyone, right? It's, it's not just mm -hmm. students, right? Anyone in the world essentially could, could hit this, this ServiceNow portal and Gallaudet would be able to provide them with um, enrollment information, right? Or if you are a student, uh, fix the Wi-Fi in your dorm room, right? It, it's, it's pretty great. Amazing. Amazing that that's all just in one little app. Well, it seems little to us, but... Yeah, and, and they've also used, you know, some of the, the more robust features of ServiceNow in really effective ways. Um, so if you think about something like Virtual Agent, right, which is a, mm -hmm. a native chatbot, um, 
not only does it help kind of act as that tier zero for their administrative teams, right? Um, it's also an accessibility feature, right? No one, sure. no one has to call, right? If you, if if you remember, right, this is a, this is a, a an all deaf university or primarily deaf university, so they're actually able to leverage virtual agent as an accessibility option, right? So they're it's it's pretty awesome what ServiceNow is able to do there. And then, you know, we have Gallaudet, who's who's also using this next feature, as well as a, a very large school district in Texas. But uh, from a field service standpoint, an, another big piece of, of higher education and universities or any sort of organization that has, you know, a, a massive uh, landscape or, uh, you know, territory that they have to support um, is field services and specifically in higher education, it's facilities and maintenance, right? So you actually have yeah. buildings and, and campuses that, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a sink could be clogged, for example, or the air conditioning could go out. And there's an entire team of technicians that, you know, they're, they're not teaching students, they're not, uh, you know, doing those types of things. What they're doing is they're actually keeping the place up and running, right? They're keeping the lights on. And ServiceNow is able to support you know, those students and anyone who visits campus in that way, also leveraging ServiceNow as well. Yeah, and the amazing thing is, and I know we talked about this, is they can do this with these workers who don't necessarily have an office or a desk. So, you know, they're running around doing their day, they get a ping on their phone and, oh, sink is clogged over in this dormitory, let's go over there. Yeah, Please. that's, it, we kind of walk through a use case, right? Um, you could be, you know, say you're a you're a student, um, for example, and you know you raise your hand and you're like, "Teacher, can I go to the bathroom, please?" You go to the bathroom. You realize that you know one of the the sink is clogged and and it's running over with water. You go back and you tell your teacher, right? Naturally, um, your teacher has the ability to log on to a portal, submit a request for one of those field service technicians. One of those field service technicians, which are not sitting at a desk, right? Generally, they're they're riding around. They're in their trucks. You know, they have spare parts, and and uh, you know, they're they're certified uh, tradesmen and and women. They get that notification. They say, "Oh, I need to go to building B, room four, and and fix that." And you know, ServiceNow is going to track the the inventory that's required to resolve that. They're going to track and update the customer to say, "Hey, I got it fixed." They can actually see how far away they are. I'm going to be able to get to this in two hours. So here's what you need to do beforehand. I mean, it's it's really, really robust what ServiceNow is doing from a, a field service standpoint. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so we've touched on what it can do. We've touched on what it's doing in education now. What do you see on the horizon for education customer service management with ServiceNow? Yeah, that, that's an, another really good question. Um, I really think it's going to be the emphasis on the student experience, but not maybe not in the ways that that we discussed during this this fast fifteen, but but more around administrative functions. So if you think about administrative functions, you know historically, right, that means things that aren't in classroom that could be student services, housing, financial aid. Um, generally, they've been separated from that that standard student journey, right? Um, it's bringing them into service now to operate alongside, you know, their, their other departments that are also using ServiceNow. And I, I think it's really going to be seen as a, as a key element of a, the student experience, right? If I, if I look back at my college experience, you know, every semester you'd enroll for a new class, right? Or, or new classes. And what you do is you'd go online, you enroll for your new classes and, you know, everything was nice and, and dandy. But what I had to do 
right, for any sort of financial aid or maybe I had a question is I had to walk down to the administrative office, right? And, and they yep. would check me in there, right? So it was a completely disconnected experience there. I, I think, you know, the trend is going to be you're going to see those administrative functions kind of unite with, uh, you know, the other digital experiences that are being provided on campus and, and really bring them together. Well, yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Um, and it makes me think back to my college experience as well, when I had to register on a piece of paper. So yeah. <laughs> different world today. Yeah, yeah, of course. The second piece I, I think that's that might be on the horizon is uh, digital agility, right? So, yeah. and, and this goes back to the experience, I think, too. So um, generally, universities need to see and measure every touch point with a student, right? And, and a, a lot of times our brains go directly to, okay, this student is enrolled. How do I support them while they're here? Um, but that's not the experience, right? That's one of those transactional um, you know, things that I, I mentioned earlier. The experience is you know, recruitment to commencement, right? right. Um, how can I provide support to this prospective student all the way up to graduation and post-graduation, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, they went from a 17, 18-year-old high school student to now a, a 22, 23-year-old graduate, and now they want to be a, a donor or alumni. You have to, that's, that's a lot of touch points in that, you know, four, six, eight-year period, however long that that student is actually, uh, you know, enrolled on campus or at least involved with the university. And that's a lot of different interactions with a lot of different departments and a lot of different people. And I think being able to be agile, um, increase that that agility is is to have communication and, and collaboration across the university. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with me, Thomas. This has been very exciting. Um, and thank you, listeners, for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about this topic, you can reach out to us at letstalk at crossfuse.com or visit our website at crossfuse.com. And if you'd like to learn about any of our other topics, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can see this video on YouTube. Thank you. Awesome.